Now it's time for Inspirational Women and my guest, a holistic health expert with a goal of helping us to take good natural care of ourselves as we look for balance and healing in ourselves. And what's great about this, it does have an impact on life around us on the planet. Angela's book is The Art of Chilling Out for Women, 100 Plus Ways to Replace Worry and Stress with Spiritual Healing, Self-Care and Self-Love. Angela Coleman, good morning, and thank you so greatly for being with us today. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me. Well, I am so grateful because you are doing such important, great work in the world, and that work then is funneled down to us more readily in a new book, among everything else that you do. You've written this book, The Art of Chilling Out for women. So here we have all these wonderful prescriptions. I love actually the use of the word prescriptions for us. There's over a hundred of them in this book uh, to guide us along. And uh, we don't have to be sick to get better. That's always kind of a, a stance of mind. But my goodness, what you are offering us with a, a combined look at our body, mind, and spirit really can build the best life for ourselves. Oh, absolutely. And it's all within our reach. It's all possible. And it's the learning curve. You know, it's a journey <laughs> and it's experiences and they're, they're learned experiences. And these are some of the lessons that I have learned over the years and also things that are traditional and tried and true practices, you know, that have been practiced by different cultures uh, over the centuries. Aromatherapy, holistic health, so I'm incorporating these holistic prescriptions, which you had alluded to, um, that include feng shui, you know, incorporating wood and metal and earth and water, and just looking at how we can promote balance and harmony. But again, you don't have to be sick. The whole thing is preventive. We don't want to have to be sick and burnt out and stressed out in order to really implement these things and do it daily in our lives. Angela, I like the fact that you do mention this as being a journey, because I sometimes think, and, and here it gets to the crux of your working with women and helping us to, to learn and grow, is that we feel like we have to accomplish everything now, be a superwoman, but it's a journey and to keep learning and taking this in stride. I love that you do that, and you really are doing the greatest service for us. Oh, well, thank you so much. I think that we do put a lot of pressure on ourselves as women and also constantly feeling like we need to prove ourselves, you know, at work and our families, at homes. And we have these huge expectations and these things that we impose upon ourselves. You know, maybe it started off as something that was instilled in us, you know, through our family, our personal history and upbringing. But then when we start to do it to ourselves and we worry and we stress and we ruminate and I want us to break that cycle. I want us to embrace joy and embrace the relaxation and restoration and peace that that offers us. And I feel like if we do that every day, I know that we're going to be healthier and happier. Exactly. And that's where the prescriptions come in. And prescriptions in a simple, wholesome way, very natural and so soothing. So maybe we should... take a look at one or two just to get a sense or so our listeners get a sense of of how this works through the book. Absolutely. I think that's a great idea. Do you want to choose or do you want me to choose? How about you choose first? (laughs) Okay, sure. Um, One thing I think that's under 
estimated in our lives is this concept and notion of beauty, because metaphysically, beauty really um, promotes and encourages and evokes a strong, positive energy in its vibrations. And that has a physical effect on our biological bodies and also can elevate our mood. So I have the beauty section and I talk about it. And again, I do this 101 sections and chapters. Um, and each one has an affirmation along with a holistic prescription. And the affirmation, after I explain how important it is to have beauty, you know, not just in yourself, but in your home and your environment, loving and investing in yourself and insisting on beautification. My affirmation for this chapter is when I take care of myself, I honor my beauty within, which also helps me create a beautiful home as a place where I belong. So my holistic prescription includes four things, and this is each chapter. First, a call to action. Secondly, a Mother Nature section where we can use herbs and natural healing paradigms and gemstones, and then feng shui. So my call to action for the beautify your life section is identify what is uniquely gorgeous about your skin, your face, your hair, then maybe move on to the furnishings in your home. There is inspiration in that chair, your favorite plate, the lighting. With Mother Nature, I suggest we use these plants. Jasmine for self-worth, beauty, and spiritual awareness. Aloe vera for soothing physical healing properties. And turmeric for detoxing, refreshing, and brightening. For gemstones, I recommend we activate these gemstones. Carnelian for strength, self-worth, and confidence. Tiger's eye for increasing confidence while releasing fear and anxiety and labradorite for intuition and to protect your aura. The Feng Shui balance and harmony suggestions I list are incorporate all the natural Feng Shui elements that bring you great joy. So drawing from the water, wood, earth, metal, and fire. Clear the clutter in your home and edit your furnishings to make the most of your beautiful objects stand out and shine. Keep dust to a minimum. Use open spaces and cross breezes, plants and flowers to bring in the outdoors. So that's one example of the over 100 um, holistic prescriptions, include affirmations and chapters of the art of chilling out for women. And that is a, a really beautiful chapter because it part of it is, you know, how we think of beauty and to thus be able to find beauty in everything and not have it be a certain kind of prescribed way. So I, I really appreciate that. And you, and I encourage readers to go with what makes them feel good and what resonates with them. Um, so if you love roses, you know, you love um, honeysuckle, which I love both of those. <laughs> Just surround yourself with those things. You know, cut some, bring them inside, put them on your desk, put them on your your nightstand. Um, And don't just look at them, although they're beautiful to look at. Smell them, because we're also using all of our senses. And we're we're just deriving such great benefit from the aromatherapy that we're incorporating. So um, there are so many things like candles and essential oils and baths and sprays and things that we can create and make and surround ourselves with those very loving self-care vibrations and that energy that shows that we know how to take care of ourselves and we know how to keep ourselves uplifted. Exactly. 
I will mention that in looking at uh, the majority of these prescriptions that in the feng shui aspect of uh, each chapter, what really stood out to me is clear clutter. That uh, obviously it must speak to me because I, I, I tend to have that in places around me. And it just really was a good message like, in order to really feel this peacefulness, got to get rid of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And you know what happens when we hold on to a lot of things over the years and we start to accumulate more without releasing the old, we're bringing in new energy with old energy. We're mixing it in and we're creating baggage, you know, like emotional baggage, physical baggage in our spaces. So, and then that creates baggage in our minds too, because it's all integrative. The mind, body, and spirit is all holistic. So we're looking at removing some of these obstacles, which actually can be blockages. And by clearing clutter and clearing space, you're also clearing dust and stagnation. You're opening things up. You're expanding not just your physical space, but also your mind. And you're expanding the spirit and the aspects of blessings that can now enter. It almost feels as though that might be uh, almost a first step is kind of clearing out a lot so we can really begin to to feel the energy of the prescriptions that we work on throughout the book. Absolutely. And that's also the key to relaxation because everything has a vibration and there are things in your space that can promote relaxation and there are things in your space that can be hindering your relaxation, chilling out process. So by getting rid of things that maybe create an emotional response or you have a personal history with that's not so great or even something that's neutral, that's not something that's enlightening you. That's not something that's really stimulating your interest and and feeding your joy. So we're looking at things that actually do do that, um, that promote that calm. Some people are drawn to the mountains. Other people are drawn to water, oceans and lakes. For other people, they love uh, forests or the woods and hiking. So even pictures and artwork that um, depict those things that you're drawing to, that things that make you smile when you look at it, make you feel good and also help to ground you. Right, right. So we see how incredibly valuable that is for us to really get to a place of having that peaceful time, which is so critical for us to be able to to then really be all of who we need to be in the world. Absolutely. That's the essence of self-actualization and being able to thrive, you know, not just survive or make it through day to day, but actually being able to go beyond even your own expectations, be of service to yourself, your family, your community, and the world. That's what we all generally kind of are supposed to be doing. And that's why the spirit section in the art of chilling out for women is so important because it's really developing that soul and that listening to that soul voice and that intuition, which is always there for you and always good and has your, your best interests in mind. Exactly. So establishing that or setting that out for us to, to resonate with, I'm going to choose one that goes into the mind portion of the book, and and that's uh, number 54, which is Unplug to Unwind. And that's another one 
in a sim similar but different from feng shui and clearing the clutter, it, this is a different kind of clutter of getting rid of all that kind of uh, media and uh, technical technology that's around us too much of the time. Absolutely. And um, it's important to do this regularly. The unplugging doesn't have to be overnight or for a week or for three days or for a month. It can literally be for five minutes but you're unplugging to unwind. So um, I like to give an example of uh, when people say, a lot of women will tell me, well, I don't have time to do this, and where do I find time for self-care? And I say, well, while you're waiting in your car, let's say you're waiting for someone to come out of the store, or you're just passing time, uh, maybe you're getting work done on your, on your car, or maybe you're on public transportation, a bus or a train, um, or maybe you're just, a meeting was just canceled and you have some time or you're waiting for the next thing to do, our tendency is what? To say, oh, I've got a minute. Let me jump on my phone. <laughs> Let me jump on the computer. Let me answer a few emails. Let me make a few texts or make a few calls. And I'm suggesting that we resist the urge to do that. And that's an opportunity for self-care and self-love. And that's an opportunity to unplug, to unwind. You can literally do nothing in this space. And trust me, doing nothing is actually doing something. It's doing something extremely valuable for your health. It's helping you to wind down. You can focus on your breathing and your breath. You can breathe in, inhale five times, deep breath, and then exhale five times slowly. Deep exhales, really full exhales. And you can also, in this time, just allow your body to restore itself. You can, in this time, do some visioning, think about your future and create a visualization. In this time, you can do whatever you want to do, whatever you feel like, but you're not filling it. You're reserving that space as an open space, maybe even a sacred space for you to just chill out and just be and prepare for whatever you're getting ready to do next. Because that preparation and that downtime is all part of the natural rhythm of life. And that helps you be better and more productive, not less productive. And isn't it perhaps true then that if we're constantly busy, which can translate into, oh, you know, I'm being so productive, that in truth, if we took the downtime and really had more peace about it, we would, if we need to accomplish more, do so because we, uh, but we do it in a less stressed out kind of way. Absolutely. It's about intention, right? So my, I can do it intentionally. Um, it's like if you're cleaning a room or cleaning your house, you can do it like, oh, I got to get this done and do it to get it done. Or you can do it with a focus and intention of, oh, I want to make my space, you know, I want to remove this dirt or I want to make this shine and I want to make bring this wood out or I want to clean this surface. And you can do it rhythmically and even meditate while you're doing these type of activities. Like one of my favorite activities is a meditative walk. I'm, I'm moving my body. I'm stimulating myself. But at the same time, I'm really kind of almost in a trance in a way. And I'm soothing myself and I'm relaxed. Um, and that's a different way to walk than, for example, power walking. We're mm -hmm. saying, oh, I got 20 minutes. Let me walk real fast. And then 
while you're walking or thinking of the next thing you have to do or making mental lists in your mind. Trust me, I've been there. <laughs> I've done those things too. <laughs> and that's why I'm suggesting to resist the urge to do those things and you'll derive a much better benefit out of it. And it's that multitasking, you know, um, tendency that a lot of us have because we feel like we can do it. And many of us do it really well. I used to be the ultimate multitasker, but I've realized when I focus on one thing at a time, I'm happier. I do it better. I'm more, again, intentional with it. So then when I'm done, I'm done. (laughs) And then I can move on to the next thing or pause and just reflect and relax and then move on to the next thing in my own time. So that there's more of a savoring of the experience rather than just get it done, get it done, and uh, okay, it was accomplished, but what what really went into that and what did I gain and how did it really it help me to feel better about myself? Exactly. And what was the cost of being mm-hmm. able to accomplish, you know, 10 things instead of seven things, you know, yeah. <laughs> or, you know, um, what was the quality of the accomplishment and, and what did it do for you as well as, as for other people in that process. So I've just felt like um, you feel like you're, you're being very productive and getting things done, but ultimately if you have to go back and do something again, that's not productive. Or if the person who's receiving what you give them isn't receiving the full benefit of it. And when I say the person you're doing, that could be you. You could be doing something for yourself and multitasking and not receiving the full benefit of it. Um, Then you're going to end up having to do more of it sooner rather than later. And so that lacks productivity as well. So really putting yourself into your action, your task. And and that's why the chilling out process is so important because it allows us to do that um, without sacrificing anything, without hurting anybody, and without adding an extra thing to have to do during your day. Like the holistic prescriptions are often taking advantage of things that you may already have already or that are easily accessible to you, like herbs in your kitchen or with feng shui clearing the clutter. Um, Most of us are capable of doing that in our lives. And that kind of thing, I know, actually for me, it will take more than uh, part of a day. I'll probably need to make that a task over days and days. But if we do it with intention, I I feel, you know, that this is going to enhance my life, but I don't have to, you know, like eat the whole cake right now. I can just have right. a slice, right, and, and get it done. One section at a time. Mm-hmm. Divide, dividing um, large tasks into smaller sections makes it less overwhelming and it having those periods of not doing and what called restoration and rest and relaxation in between doing large tasks also helps you feel better about doing the task. So instead of, for example, if one room might be overwhelming for you, just do one section of the room, do one corner of the room, do the, the area closest to your bed, you know, do um, your desk. You know, um, start with the area, you know, the kitchen table or one dresser or one file cabinet or a small section of the closet. Um, And all of those things, if you develop a lifestyle with it, which I'm promoting as a lifestyle, 
um, these things will, you'll feel so good about doing it that you just want to keep doing it some more. And you'll find the healing aspect of it as well. Um, incorporating other feng shui principles into your home doesn't have to be difficult, like the unplug to unwind. Um, adding circular patterns to maintain connectedness to people. That's something that most of us can do. <laughs> um, a circular table, or we might already have, you know, plates or chargers or pots. And there are things that we have that we might not recognize as elements of, of feng shui that I point out are, and how we can use them in very specific ways to help us. And that brings me to the to the book itself, The Art of Chilling Out for Women. So there's over 100 prescriptions, 101, I think, are in the book. Do you feel we can take one at a time, a chapter at a time, and that helps us to work with it? Or should we get a general overall sense and then go at it more slowly, methodically? Well, I definitely um, recommend reading the beginning because yes. the beginning is how to use the book. I do detail specifically, you know, how you can incorporate the, the holistic prescription, how you can use the herbs as part of the Mother Nature section, and why affirmations are important and what they do and how they, uh, they're stimulating your brain and that positive self-talk, how that can enhance the process. Um, so that's really helpful. And I think it probably depends what kind of reader you are. I like cover to cover. You know, I'm a front cover to the back cover <laughs> type of reader. Um, but I know people who will just say, oh, I need it all, so I'm going to randomly choose a number, and then that's what I'm going to focus on for the day. And they might do that every day. Um, other folks might say, um, oh, I'm really into, you know, I'm into my logic and I'm into my mind, so I'm going to focus on the mind section and how I can mentally chill out or maybe my mind is overactive, or you can say, maybe I'm not utilizing or listening to my body as much as I could, so you focus on the body section. Other people might say, well, I'm really curious about the spiritual aspects of, of health and healing, and they might, you know, be drawn to that section, but it's all integrated, because so I have the mind, some of the mind stuff is in the body, and also the spirit section, stuff isn't all the sections, the mind and the body section too. So it's all connected and it's all part of um, the same concept of how we can promote positive mental health and also enhance our emotional health and well-being. So any section you choose, you're going to get some of the other sections. But some of us, we exist more in one realm than the other. And this encourages you to incorporate the other ones equally because they're all so important to the whole person. So there's there's absolutely no wrong way. It all mm -hmm. works out regardless of which area or how you want to approach it. it just keep addressing the value here and how it really is enhancing our life, which then just enhances the world. We're not changing the world, but we are because of working on ourselves. Absolutely. We can change the world, you know, one woman at a time, one person at a time. That's how change occurs, like drops of water in the ocean. Starts off, we're all drops, and we all together can create a mighty ocean. And even um, 
some of the aspects of the book may not resonate with you immediately. For example, overcoming heartbreak or grief. Um, you have history with that, but maybe that's not what you're feeling right now. But then later when something does resonate with you, it's great to use it as a reference book to go back to. And like, okay, how can I move through this? Or the section, feel your feelings, which sometimes I have to go back and say, yeah, this is, this is how I can move through this. This is what's going to help me understand where I am now, put it in a context that's healthy, and be able to still move forward and let things go. The thing I find uh, really beautiful and has a lot of uh, connection to it is that you have a nonprofit, Angela, Sisterhood Agenda, which is uh, almost 30 years in existence now, and it's connecting us as women and it helps us to kind of feel that, you know, we're, we are all in this together and the, the role that women play and are expected to have in this world. Here, there's this connection of how to really be so true and honoring to ourselves. And, and you're helping uh, to guide us through that. But you have the global partners around the world uh, in 37 countries. So there's just... It, it really feels so huge and, and yet so um, personal. It definitely is. I think you hit that right on the head with that. Um, it's deeply personal to me. Um, and it's, again, it's something I've been doing um, for a while, but I really felt as women, it's really important for us to see where we connect. And um, because we do, there are things that we have in common, uh, more things that we have in common than not. And being able to unite and uplifting each other, supporting each other, motivating each other, and um, not competing with or tearing each other down, but in the spirit of sisterhood, um, globally, being able to see what we do in our communities, because we do so much. You know, how we're holding up our, our local communities, but also together how we hold up the world, you know, how we are moving and showing up and advocating for ourselves and other people too. Um, it's just fascinating work. Um, I love the work that I'm doing. It's, it's a passion. And, you know, part of uh, my new project is called Parks Holistic Housing, where we are creating um, eco-friendly homes, utilizing the power of green spaces to promote health and healing and also sustainability with um land and building practices and reaching women and families and again providing an intentional community of folks who actually they want to, to be together and want to be able to um, live in proximity with each other in a way that is supportive. And I know that you divide your time between Baltimore and uh, St. John Virgin Islands. Is this happening in one or the other of these locations? Well, on St. John's, we have St. John Eco Suites, so we do have residential apartment units, and we also have short-term rental units um, for our oceanfront property that we have there. We also have a Sisterhood Empowerment Academy on St. John's, and so um, this new Parks Holistic Housing Project is actually happening in the Baltimore metropolitan area in Maryland. We're really excited to be able to scale it and to really present a different way of development, a different way of, of building and also um, 
habitating, really, just in a way that's really um, helpful and soothing and um, resilient even to climate change, um, but that brings people together. Mm -hmm. Sounds beautiful. And just what the world really needs. You're answering the call. You're feeling it. You're in tune with the planet, with the universe, and and feeling how to be directed to make this happen. It feels just so wholesome. Well, thank you. I thank you. And, and I hope that it resonates with other people, too, because that's what I'm hearing is the need. You know, we all deserve to have quality, affordable places to stay, beautiful places to stay. And that's the center, right? Our homes is our sanctuary, which is why we called it parks. And coming out of the pandemic, many of us saw that we could be doing more to enhance that. Or there was a lot of uncertainty, a lot of stress, even trauma associated with that. So releasing anxiety, releasing worry, reclaiming energy, using natural healing, absorbing joy and gratitude and coming together in the spirit of sisterhood. I'm all about that. (laughs) I welcome opportunities to do that. Oh, and it feels like that's where we want to spend our time when we're not working, or perhaps our work could be there, but doesn't it just really feels so soothing to even just hearing you're describing it and what is possible then. And no question, we need it. The world needs it. We are in a in that situation right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think plenty of us are looking to do things differently. And so in, instead of seeing doors that we want it to be open, closed, and being disappointed at that process, to understand that a lot, all of us, when we, especially when we're tapping into it, are led with spirit, and that that one door closing is just an opportunity for all these other ones to open, even if we don't see it right now. But that we can live that way and we can um, move that way. And when you live and you move that way, you don't have stress and worry and you're not constantly trying to force a situation. That's also part of the art of chilling out for women is understanding the divine self and the divine within you and being able to understand that that's leading. It's a leading force in in your life. So we don't have to fight it. We can flow with it. Yes. Oh, it's so beautiful. This is just uh, the prescription in multiple stages of it that we need. And Angela Coleman, I am just so grateful for your being so aware in tune and wanting to share this with us. We should mention your website where people can get more information and find out about this and the other books you've written as well. Sure. Thank you. My website is AngelaDColeman.com and my nonprofit organization is SisterhoodAgenda.com. And I welcome lots of feedback and people that read the book. Let me know what you think. And I want to assure that it's very practical as well. You know, I, I just want us to, as women to be healthy, to be well, and to have success in our lives. And I think that really resonates through the book and certainly with all that you have shared with us this morning, Angela Coleman. I so value who you are, and I'm grateful that you are doing this work and sharing it with the world. Thank you so much for the opportunity. I really appreciate that. And thank you for your kind words, too. You're welcome. 
That brings us to the end of a very full hour of Inspirational Women with Angela D. Coleman and Sunday Morning Magazine with J.O. I'm Kate Daniels, your host, and I greatly appreciate your sharing this hour with me and these special guests. For details you might have missed or information you'd like to know, please just send me an email, kated at warm1069.com, and I will get right back to you. Also, if you'd like to listen again or to share these important stories with your family and friends, find the podcast on our Warm 1069 webpage. Just click on the podcast tab, then either of the show names, and then look for the guest names. I now wish you and your family a day of finding the time and space for self-care. Have a week of the same, and then please plan to join me again next weekend for another hour of Sunday Morning Magazine and Inspirational Women on Warm 106.9. Good morning.